4: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
2: The Parkinson Spiegel Show. I mean, you guys are the best team in Chicago. Everybody knows that. We all know that. The
5: afternoon show is not afraid of anything, really. Yeah. But Afternoons on the score.
4: And now coaching the Chicago Bears...
2: So what you'll see on tape, you'll see, man, they play Chicago tough. There weren't many people that thought the Bears had a chance today. There were fewer people that thought the Bears had a chance after a quarter or two of this game. Just the land foundation.
0: It's finding a way to connect with these young players and get them to believe for sure here in Indeed.
2: Chicago. Dragon Slayer. Sandman, you got it now. Let's go, Predator. Let's go,
3: let's go man. Hey, Donald Dex, let's go, man.
2: Just a terrific family man. Terrific, loyal coach. Great communicator. He did a great job of listening to the players. It means a lot that his ears are, you know, open, you know, always, and that he works with us, and that what makes him so good for us.
4: I would keep an eye on this Bears franchise. I think they're doing it right. You know, we're
2: trying to build championship habits. I keep telling the guys that. It's championship habits.
4: We're excited about this
2: second half. We got some things up our sleeves, so all right. Oh, oh all right. Well, nice. So okay. A so don't touch that dial. sure again.
6: Incomplete.
2: Here he
0: shows blitz and then drops completely. Fools, Bryce Young, who thought he was blitzing. Great call by Eberflus. Did we see
4: what was up
0: your sleeve? Did you use it? Or? I don't know. What's up yours?
2: <laughs> and just uh, guts. Uh, Foose is a great coach, bro. He, he keeps us motivated. A lot of respect for him as a coach. He checks every box that I can
1: see. Eberfluse. Eberflus. Let us go. go.
0: are thrilled to be joined for the first time on the Parkinson Spiegel show from the Combine with Bears head coach, Matt Eberflus. Coach, thank you so much for the time. How are you doing today?
2: I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? We're doing
0: very, very well. Uh, it's It's been a while. We've been looking forward to having you on. And honestly, we see you. We watch your press conference. It's like a whole new you. Who inspired the new look, the beard?
2: Well, my wife Kelly's been trying to get me to do it for a while, so I finally succumbed and uh, and I and I, I did it. So it's uh it's her inspiration.
5: It, it adds some distinction, Coach. Do you feel more distinguished with the beard?
2: Uh, nope, I feel the same. So I, I, <laughs> I, I, I,
5: <laughs> you know,
0: we our Bears reporter who's there, Mark Grody, who we have on every day. We were kind of busting on him because the longer he covered you, it seemed like he was starting to look like you. Did you notice when he did the slick back hair that he was starting to look like you?
2: I did not notice. I would have saw Pat Riley in the audience. I didn't see him.
0: I'm telling you, Mark Grody, Mark he was just so inspired uh, by you to uh, become you.
5: Coach, um, our, our old friend and yours, Dave Wanstead, we, we talked to him on Thursdays, usually have a cocktail. He had Wani's Army back in the day, fans that enjoyed Wani as a coach. Uh, how do you feel about enthusiasts or people who are enthusiastic about your job as a head coach of the Bears? You okay with that one?
2: No, I I always, I'm a good friend with Wanstad as well. And, uh, what's his drink of choice, by the way? Uh,
5: usually a Manhattan bourbon. Or Terry okay. Bradshaw bourbon. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Bourbon All right. on the but I'm
2: an old fashioned guy myself, but yeah, that's, a that's definitely good. But yeah, anytime you can get support, uh, you need that, right? You need support from your, your fan base and you need support from, you know, the ownership and, and obviously from your players and, and the fan, you know, and, uh, the whole Chicago uh, land, so to me, it's always good. Anytime you can get that, that's awesome.
5: You know, one of the reasons that that I've called myself enthusiastic or whatever is, is the culture that you have cultivated, like the togetherness that this team obviously has in Ryan Pohl sees. How does that togetherness show up on the field during games on a given play, Coach?
2: Yeah, I mean, so it really, it's about the foundation. Is, is really a good question? Also, uh, is is how do you build it? You know, that to me is, is the most important thing. And to me, when you're looking at it, it's two things. You bring guys in that love football, and they show that by the way they play. So when we're looking at these free agents, we're looking at the draft guys. When we watch that tape, those guys jump off the tape because of their passion for the game and the way they play the game. You can you can easily see that. And then when they get into the building, we hold everybody to the same high standards, how we respect each other, how we work and how we go about our business in the building, and we never walk by a mistake. And that's what we do, and that's how we, we create that culture.
5: So once you have that, how does it show up during the game?
2: Yeah, it, well, when you have those guys that are, that are held at a, stand, a high standard and they love the game, that's going to be evident uh, during the course of the game. Like you look at DJ or Montez or the guys that are, you know, TJ, the guys that show that passion uh, during the course of the game, you'll see it, it'll be evident because we're, we're playing a certain style, the Chicago style.
0: You know, a guy who we know is very passionate about the game and we know him well is Jalen Johnson. He's on our show every week and you have had, I mean, you know, he wants the shadow receivers. He's not shy about that. He wants to play aggressive press man. He's not shy about that. You once had him at uh, running with the backups at a mini camp. He's on your leadership council. He's requested a trade. It feels like it's been a lot. There's been a long journey with your relationship with Jalen Johnson. How is your relationship now?
2: Oh, it's great. I mean, him and I have uh, really honored our relationship together that we've had over the last two years, Um, and our relationship has grown. You know, um, I've I've grown uh, to respect him and to honor his work patterns and to really uh, look at him as as a as a leader of our football team. And he's done an outstanding job. And really, you know, with the enhancement of his play this year, uh, with with taking the ball away, and uh, really just bringing that defense together, um, you know, in the in the back end and the front end. So he's. He, to me, has, has been tremendous um, over the last uh, two years.
0: What did he add to the game? Why did the takeaways just start happening now?
2: Well, he worked on it. You know, he worked on it. We brought it to his attention. And he worked on it. We worked on it with the catch points, worked on it uh, with him and Coach Hoke. Uh, he worked on it after practice, and he was just diligent and determined that he was going to be a guy that was a ball guy. And uh, we're going to need that going in the future, too. So we're talking
0: to Matt Eberflus here, Parkinson Spiegel, on the score Coach, one thing that's hampered the last two Bears quarterbacks has been a lack of continuity with coaching. You know, Mitch was here with John Fox, then he gets fired before his second year. Justin was here with Matt Nagy, then he gets fired before his second year. Whether it's Justin or a rookie quarterback, how important isn't that you guys break that trend of a lack of continuity when it comes to developing a quarterback?
2: Yeah, to me, I think it's important that you really. Uh you know, keep building the foundation. We feel really good about the two classes that we've, uh, you know, draft classes and the two free agency classes that we've signed, um, and that's the solid foundation that we're standing on. And really, this is the same process this year. You know, we've got to do a great job of evaluating the draft class, great job of signing these free agents, and then onboarding these guys into our team in the way we do our business. And to me, that's the the pieces that you need to have um to really have that continuity you're talking about not only on offense but also on defense and special teams and and to me uh you know we're we're making progress there, but we got a lot of work to do before April 15, before the players get in here. And then also, um, once the players get in there, until June 15, until summer break. So we got a lot of work ahead of us.
5: Coach, we love talking about this defense and talked with your mentor, Rod Marinelli, about the three technique quite a bit. You had DeForest Buckner. We know that you and Ryan Poles wanted to get Larry Ogan Joby. Where are we with Javon Dexter? Do you feel like that could be your three technique engine for this defense?
2: Yeah, we love where Javon is. He really had a really good end of the season. His last eight games was really, really productive for him. And, uh, you know, he's on the rise. And I always said that the the biggest improvements from the first to the second year uh, with those players, and he's one of those rookies that, you know, we've played a lot. You know, we played a lot of those guys over the last two years, and he's one of them. And we expect a big jump, uh, you know, in his production this year.
0: So do you feel like you have three
2: techniques solved? Um, you know, you're always looking to add pieces in the defensive line so you know it's ever changing and ever evolving so you know I've always said you can never have enough uh defensive line and you know and I'll go to the grave saying that
0: so coach you said during your press conference you've been looking at quarterbacks your whole life who's your favorite
2: man that's a good one there's there's been some good ones that I've looked at you know so I was I was here you know when the when they had all those really good ones you know with Brady and and Breeze and you know, uh, all those guys have been just tremendous to look at, you know, over the course of the the time. But, uh, you know, I would really say that uh, I don't really don't have a favorite man. I just marvel at their ability to be tough and hang in the pocket and deliver the ball when the moment counts.
0: Yeah. Poll's reference that you guys are talking about surgeons and artists. Do you have a preference in terms of style?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think that was really good. Uh, Jeff King came up with that. uh, You know, some are surgeons and some are artists and, and to me, I think there could be a blend of that, too. You know, there's some blending there that goes on, but uh, definitely a guy that's a surgeon wants to be accurate, you know, and the artist can create. So I, I believe that's a pr- pretty good analogy.
5: It seems like they all have to be surgeons in the fourth quarter. Like, when everybody knows that you're just going to have to drop back and pass and you can't use some of the other stuff, like, is that the most important thing, that they can do that,
2: Coach? Uh, th- that's one of them, though. But if you look, go, think about the uh, Super Bowl. Think about the Super Bowl. What, like what 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 happened in the last part of that, that Super Bowl? Well, there was some great accurate throws uh, by Pat, but he also used his legs, um, you know, moving into overtime and also in overtime to be able to create uh, some yardages and some favorable things for that team. And, that, and that's, again, he's able to do both. But he's not able to
5: run for that if they're not respecting the fact that he's a surgeon, right? Like, like they know that he can beat them from the pocket, and that's what makes it available.
2: No, that's a fair statement. There's no question. That's why you've got to be able to do both. I think if you want to be elite, you have to be able to uh, do both those things.
0: Is Justin a surgeon or an artist?
2: Justin has shown ability to be, do both, for sure. You oh. know, we love Justin where he is, uh, where his leadership is. Uh, our, our football team loves him. And again, we're in the middle of this process, and we'll figure out where we're going here in the near future.
5: Justin has said that he just kind of wants the whole thing to be over because he wants to know if he's back or being traded. Can you relate to that, just on like an emotional and psychological
2: level for him, Coach? Absolutely. Him and I talked about that the other day, and and I, he worked, it's totally relatable. You know, it's and everybody, everybody can relate to that. You know, no one wants gray. No one wants anything up in the air. We always want to know yes or no. But there's times in life where you got to live in this space of gray and you got to be comfortable doing that and he is he's comfortable he has he has a great solid foundation he's got a great family um, he's got great character and as soon as we figure these things out in the next uh coming weeks here we'll, we'll let him know and let everybody else know
0: yeah you know it was interesting to hear him like it was so relatable you know he said he normally likes to watch film in the off season. so it's interesting that you just talked to him you know recently he not able to talk to shane waldron and get a playbook and prepare in that way
2: no no, only uh, right now we're only allowed to talk just personal stuff. There's personal no, stuff. No football. Yep. No football. Uh, you know, at all. Talk to a player, coach, coach, player.
0: Got it. And so then, in terms of philosophy, right? This is you have the number one pick in the draft. Obviously, people normally think that's going to be a quarterback, but you're going to have expectations this year to win, whether it's a rookie or Justin is coming back. Could you see yourself philosophically? starting a rookie quarterback from day one, or do you believe they're best to learn from the bench as a rookie?
2: Yeah, I think you have to evaluate the whole process um, going from, you know, the draft all the way through the first game. And then you make your decision based on what you see and, and what you feel and what you know is true. And to me, that's what, you know, when you've got a good a solid foundation around that player, uh, which we're going to have, um, you know, that makes that decision a little bit easier But, uh, you know, it's, again, you got to evaluate that when the time comes.
5: There's some, there's been some rookie quarterbacks who led teams to the playoffs. Coach, Legion of Boom and Russell Wilson. You ever talked to Pete Carroll about that model? Pretty good defense with a rookie quarterback there.
2: Yeah, it's always good when you, when you have a a quarterback's best friend is always the running game and a great defense. And to me, those are two good things that you got to establish if you want to, if you want to be able to win, you know, and win in January and December, December and January.
0: Yeah, what did Pete tell you about Shane Waldron?
2: Yeah, it was an interesting conversation, just about his adaptability, about his, uh, you know, how he works with the offense and how he's creative, you know, in terms of putting his skill in position. Um, And, uh, you know, just the way he worked through those change, you know, the change he had at quarterback during the time he was there and how he was able to adjust and, and make it happen.
5: Hey, Coach, uh, we loved when you talked about Dick Butkus and shared that you guys had bonded about reading keys, like with your linebacker mindsets. We, so, so what are some of the keys that you and Dick talked about? You remember, like, you're watching offensive linemen to learn stuff. What were the keys?
2: Yeah, so when you're playing middle linebacker, you know, you're basically standing in the middle of the defense right over the football. So him and I would talk about, you know, once the flow of the back, you know, so let's say that's a run play and the flow is going to the left, like, where do your eyes go at that moment? You know, so they have to go to the front side guard, you know, make sure he's not pulling back. So it's a misdirection play. Then your eyes got to travel over to the tight end area, the C area. And then you got to see okay, is he blocking on point or is he releasing for a pass? So that gives you a lot of information in the first two steps. Um after the play starts, and to we were just talking about that in depth, and we spent a good you know 35, 40 minutes talking about
5: it. Man, that's awesome. So even with modern offense and all the fancy new stuff, it's the same, it's the same game, isn't it? Still?
2: same exact same exact game. And I always cherish my moments I had with Dick, and it was su- such a great moment uh, moments that I had when I was able to talk some ball with him when he was in howli all.
0: All right, two more quick things because we're learning a little bit about you. We learned that you love the old-fashioned. Uh, you're you're great. You're great at nicknames. We love Dragon Slayer for our guy Jalen, but you also said yep. that you had media nicknames. I'm only going to ask you for two. Mark Potash, what's your nickname for him? <laughs>
2: Mark Potash. No, I don't have one yet.
0: Oh. Okay, Jason Leisure. We know you've got a secret nickname for him. We listen to the I press not, conferences.
2: I, I do not have one for that one either. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, my God.
4: Okay, and then la- and then last <laughs> thing.
0: Uh, you have a very important relationship on your staff between Shane Waldron and Chris Morgan. Shane and Chris. Yeah. Our two producers are a Shane and a Chris. What's the key to making magic with Shane and Chris?
2: Shane and Chris, we got to come up with a jingle. I heard the jingle before the before I got on here. Man, it was really good. I'm gonna steal that. I mean, but uh, for sure, the uh, uh, you got to come up with a jingle. You guys got to be creative.
5: Yeah, you you liked Mm Eberflus. Eberflus. You like that one, Coach? (laughs)
2: Uh, there, there was some on the, on the 1 to 10, you know, there was some good stuff in there. Some of them were a 10, though. They're really good. That one Eberflus right there is probably about an 8. That's pretty good.
0: We'll take it. All right, Coach. Thank you so much for giving us some time and putting up with our ridiculousness from the combine. We'll talk soon. All right. You got it. You got it, guys. Thanks, Thanks for Coach. Me on. Thank you. That is our conversation oh with Matt Eberflus. So
5: much in there.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's just all so silly.
5: 40 minutes reading keys. with the, <laughs> <laughs> They spent 40 minutes
0: together. It was his best answer of the entire conversation. Obviously, it's a run play, you know, and visualize with you are going left. I mean, the first thing you can tell everything in the first two steps, but you gotta, you got to have your eyes in he's, the right spot. He's
5: such a linebacker nerd. It's great. It's awesome.
0: It's very good.
5: And, yeah, Shane and Chris, he's all about it, you guys. They need a jingle. Well, that was a,
0: maybe a first because we've had people credit and laud and compliment Chris Tannehill's opens at the beginning and then maybe later on, and it's become like a through line through the conversation. But he gave us nothing on Tanny's open <laughs> off the top. There was some turbulence on takeoff with our conversation with Matty. I agree. I
5: agree. <laughs> the enthusiastic <laughs> stuff didn't really didn't really take. Yeah, but it,
0: so the, the the open did not really help us much if i'm being totally honest at the at the beginning like because he was not thrilled with the beard question
5: he was not thrilled he gave us some mileage on the beard question his wife is his personal stylist
0: but you said did did you feel any differently he said said, no "No." yeah Yeah,
5: my (laughs) follow-up so there was there was a lot of
0: turbulence
2: i felt on takeoff
5: (laughs) but then
0: by the end He's referencing the open and the yes. jingle. Shane
2: so and Chris, we got to come up with a jingle. Yeah. I heard the jingle before the before I got on here. I Man, it was really good. It
5: was. <laughs> and I was like, why didn't Tanny use our version where I sang Eberflues? He, he used Joe Buck. I well, forgot that was Joe Buck. It was Joe Buck. We Therein lies the
0: problem. Yeah. It... I thought you would have remembered your good friend, <laughs> Joe Buck. Right. So, no, uh... Tanny, you did your job. We, yeah. yeah, we we forgot that that was Joe Buck. We should have listened
5: to the open before.
0: And, and uh, then, we and then it. you. Yeah. said that Dave Wanstead's favorite drink is a Manhattan.
5: Yeah, I, um, I don't know what the hell I was Can
2: talking Can we? About. Is, is Wani I'm doing something? i as well. And uh, what's his drink of choice, by the way?
5: Uh, usually a Manhattan.
2: <laughs> nope. <laughs>
0: Hey, can we call Dave? Is he doing something? Has he ever had a Manhattan?
2: And I'm always available unless I'm doing something. Uh... I'm drinking a little Bradshaw, sipping a little Bradshaw bourbon. That's what he drinks.
5: He, the guy drinks bourbon. Just straight up
2: bourbon. i a at as well. And uh, what's his drink of choice, by the way?
5: Uh, usually a Manhattan. A
2: man, no. A Manhattan.
6: Juan, threw... did not pick up. He must be doing
5: something. That's oh, through me. Fun, fun, like a uh, fun fact about me. I always forget the difference between a Manhattan and an old-fashioned. I meant to say old-fashioned. Like, he's had old fashions. You made one with your blood in it. It's his
6: favorite cocktail. The old-fashioned is his favorite cocktail. That's That's why we made it.
5: That's why I should have said it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, but I would have
0: also, I'll just be honest, I would have raised an eyebrow if Speaks would have said old-fashioned. Dave drinks bourbon on the rocks. That's what he drinks when he's at home. He pours bourbon into a glass. No, it's what he drinks in here, You know, mm. right? He makes old fashions at home. He might
6: not do it for your hit, but he has bitters at home. He okay. makes old, He has jars <laughs> of cherries in the fridge. Like, okay. He and I talked about it. All right. His I favorite pour... cocktail.
5: It's cherries in a Manhattan, too, isn't it? See? That? That's iced tea. They're very
6: different. TV talk, you
5: know? <laughs> they're very different <laughs> drinks. The Manhattan and the old fashioned? Yes. They're very similar. There's they're brown not. liquor. There's ice. There's a cherry. And then there's mm. something sweet. Right, nailed it there's a lot of similarities I think so. that, that, he's, that he's pointing out these are our big
0: takeaways from our 15 minutes with the bears head coach
2: i'm a good friend with weinstead as well and uh what's his drink of choice by oh. way? uh usually a manhattan no
5: it's <laughs> oh, just not the right answer at all not at all a texter's saying that eberflus did tip things off talking, when talking about the inf- infrastructure that they're going to draft Caleb. I don't think he tipped anything off. I think he's pretty good at evading all I, that stuff.
0: I think that it was a very clean day from They. Flus, and Pulse. They didn't, they, they, I, don't, I think that it was different than last year mm-hmm. on how they talked about fields, which to me su- continues to suggest, based on like 10 other things, that they're going to be drafting a quarterback. But I don't think that they said anything that's going to be some sort of crazy headline. Out that everyone's going to be able to run with.
5: I think that's true. I think they, I think, successfully avoided it. Robert in Naperville says, uh, "I should have said I see light mango just to get Wani back." Could be good. that would have been good. And what are we going to do? We need to do a jingle for Shane and Chris. You want to, you want to write that one? You want to take a crack at that? You want me, me to write the jingle? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or yeah you want to do it-, it
6: Wednesdays, and if you don't, we get lunch. <laughs> <laughs>
5: Wait a minute. Tuesdays. Was it Wednesdays? Yeah, you're maybe. the writer. Oh yeah. You're the singer. I'm the star. You're the talent. That's yeah. right. That's my bad. Yeah. I'm you're... creative. Yeah. You're, you're the, the, the producer. Talent. You're the
0: writer. You're yeah. the idea guy that I come in and one take, knock it out. How about your friend Kid? Can Mr. Rock conjure up something? My name is Kid! God. it's I
6: w- went back and watched the Woodstock 2000 performance last night. Oh, my God. The guy just bangs all
2: over the stage.
5: It's Shane and Chris! <laughs> That's good.
2: That's Shane good. and Chris. we got to come up with a jingle.
5: Yeah, yeah, we do. It's Shane and Chris! <laughs> That's Done. pretty
2: good. Yeah, yeah. That's
5: pretty good. That works. I, I think we just grab that. I think that works. Put it over the Kid Rock bed. Bing, bang, boom. We're done. You guys can dig into the draft together in the that months was coming up. Really easy.
0: They're mentors. <laughs> and Everything. It's. I hate when he says Shane and Semo. Yeah, messes it up.
5: It's funny. He Kurt, won't now. My uh, my guitar player Kurt Morrison. We call him Semo. So every time he says Semo, I'm thinking oh. about Kurt. But nobody understands that, and that's not really no.
0: For Is anyone. there a Shane in the
5: in the band? I no, mean, just him. Just him right there.
0: I'm huh?
6: a big fan. Big fan of Kirk Morrison, by the way. Famous.
2: <laughs> 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 Hell of a Kirk and there. Dog. <laughs> a little, a little uh, today is really about uh, shane
0: <laughs> <laughs> i guess so it's, it's really about shane today
5: i mean coach said so i just want him to keep talking about shading chris when he's asking about the offense Me and the too. running game
0: that's what I'm saying. Don't I don't
5: believe he doesn't have a nickname for Jason Leisure, though. I don't believe he it for lied, a second. He lied directly to you. Yeah,
0: he said that he has media nicknames, yeah. and then I asked him about the two guys that ask the most questions mm-hmm. and are the most confrontational in the press conference, and I'm supposed to believe that he doesn't have nicknames for them? It's J- ridiculous. Jason's name is Jackass. That's what his name is. I love the tough questions. They do great work, but it's, uh, there's just no way that Eberflus doesn't say bad things about them behind their
2: back. <laughs> I did not notice. I would have saw Pat Riley in the audience. I didn't see. Oh, that's Another right. Another
0: thing that's disappointing. A we'll Pat talk to Riley Mark Grody thing. at 5 o'clock.
2: Yeah.
0: Grody Flus, the Eber flow. How does he not? And now they've both changed their looks. I know. It was like a moment in time. It was a shooting star. <laughs> now it's over. That will never get them talking about it to each other. It's like
5: when everybody had the Aniston haircut, you know, in the 90s. But she kept changing it, and then people kept changing it with her. Right, so now Grody's got to adjust and uh, grow a beard.
0: That's a good idea. <laughs> that
5: should be his thing. <laughs> he, he
0: needs to follow the trends of Eberflow.
5: Get a real single white female thing going <laughs> for Mark Grody. Every year, Eberflus shows up with a different look, and Mark Grody always looks exactly like it. Has Eberflus
0: ever in any way been comped to Jennifer Aniston? <laughs>
5: I don't believe so. That's
0: got to be a first. Well, that's got to be a first. That's
5: why our show exists. All right.
0: Well, we accomplished a lot today. Good
6: suggestion from the 708. Little ditty about Shane and Tanny.
2: <laughs> Send them in. Yep. Shane and Chris. we got to come up with a jingle. Because we- Shane and Chris.
6: <laughs> I'm not sucking down any chili dogs, though, by the way. And no,
5: you're not. Outside the Tasty Freeze. All right. You wouldn't dare.
0: Well, we learn anything there? We'll we'll see.
5: My favorite thing of the day is that there's been lots of people wondering if it was going to be actual Matt Eberflus or our friend, honest Matt (laughs) Eberflus. Could you tell a difference? (laughs) I could. The answers were longer. Fewer questions from us. He's a guy you really like to like. I agree, Matt. Uh, I I thought he came
0: across very, very Um, likable. I don't know. Enjoy our conversation (laughs) with real Matt Eberflus. Mm. Uh, Um, Meaning what? Me, meaning it was a good time to, yeah. to talk to you. We had we had fun. Uh, there was some awesome audio from Cubs camp that I think has been overlooked to this point, and uh, a rival talking tough. It's Parkers and Spiegel on the score. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
1: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy.
3: You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medella is your reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois.
1: The Parkinson Spiegel Show. Honored to be on their show earlier today. Danny and Matt do an excellent job interviewing people. Afternoons on the score.
4: Hi right, guys, thank you very much. These guys go back to back yeah. tonight. You like that? <laughs> <Hell> yeah. <laughs> America's team, baby, all the way. I hear America's team coming from the stands and from elsewhere. What do you think of that? I mean, it's it's blatant. We're America's team.
5: No, you're not. You can't just declare yourself America's team. The Cincinnati Reds are not America's team? That's not how it works. It was the Cowboys, and then for a little while it was the Atlanta Braves because they were on Turner across the country. It's not you, Cincinnati Reds. Bunch of arrogant SOBs. I like that team. <laughs> I got to be honest. I like that team Arrogance a lot. in sports is fun. Oh, they're good, and they're young, and they know it, and I'm sure they think this is their year.
0: You know, they do think it's their year, speaks. And yeah. By the way, we got a Bears report from the Combine with uh, Mark Grody at 5 o'clock, and we'll ask him if he's going to grow out a beard to match Matt Eberflus, among other things. But they do think it's their year.
5: Yeah. Uh, Gordon Whitmire, who covers the Reds for the Cincinnati Inquirer, went and asked a bunch of them what they thought about the Cubs signing with Cody Bellinger. Spencer Steer, the um, outfielder and infielder, uh, former Twins, said, the way I look at it is cool. Let's go beat them with Cody Bellinger. Jonathan India told good old Gordon this. I think we still beat them. He's an unbelievable player. He's an MVP. It definitely helps them, but it is what it is. It's the same team from last year, says Jonathan India, about the Cubs and Bellinger they don't care
0: they shouldn't and he he also said to Bob Nightingale this is the year we're going to be a playoff team we all know it we just missed the playoff games by two year uh, two games last year we're not going to miss it again so since he's doing the we're not afraid of the big budget big market Cubs we can beat them they're the same team as last year we're going to the playoffs. that makes sports more interesting Like, I am not in any way offended. I don't think that that is trash talk or bulletin board material or, like, anything negative that would come with that. That is just they should talk tough. They're a young, up-and-coming, hungry team, all of that stuff.
5: This division's going to be interesting, by the way.
0: Yeah, Cardinals think they can win it. Cubs think they can win it. Reds Reds think they can win it. Cardinals
5: went out and spent a bunch of mediocre money on mediocre starting pitchers, which will help them fill out the lineup. Yesterday, they signed Brandon Crawford. I like that dude a lot and he just fits the whole freaking cardinal thing right now. I I, I will see. He's been bad offensively for a couple of years, still really good defensively. Um and then the Reds, the Reds like a young and hungry team full of kids getting ready to uh to rise up is always daunting. It's just always freaking daunting.
0: Right. It's are they like young and dumb and they overachieve and they don't know that they're not supposed to be doing this yeah. yet and they all of a sudden rattle off like 94 wins? Good. Or do they slump in April and never recover from it because they don't have some sort of stabilizing veteran, you know, presence and consistency? You know, there's there's a lot of volatility with how a team like the Reds is made there up. There
5: could be, yeah. You know, and Joey Votto's gone as that kind of stabilizing force. But, I mean, Jonathan India is the old head yeah. on that team. You know, guy taken uh, after the White Sox took Nick Madrigal.
0: So, I love the tough talk, but let's examine it for a second on if he's Right. Okay. Are the Cubs the same team? The Cubs. Obviously, there are a few different players. It's not literally the same team. Yeah. But by and large, the lineup is the same.
5: Um, Except for Michael Bush, which yeah. is a big, big deal if he's better than a – that first base stuff was crap, especially right. at the first half of the year. I,
0: it was terrible, and I agree that Michael Bush has a much higher ceiling, obviously, mm-hmm. But it's not like they added Pete Alonso, no, and are putting him at first base. You know what but I mean? But Michael Bush, I can't say that he like fundamentally changes their lineup.
5: Whatever Michael Bush gives you over what you got from first base in the first part of the year last year, Christopher Morrell wasn't even here last year for the entire first month, so you've got that going on. Yep, Seiya Suzuki was not healthy and wasn't any good till August. And remember, like, all the crap they threw out there in right field? Trey Mancini blew a game out there. Miles Mastroboni blew a game out there. And Miguel Amaya is a much um, more trustworthy hitter with a higher ceiling than Tucker Barnhart. So, like, there's there's four spots. There's, there's four spots right there where I feel a hell of a lot better about the lineup going into the year than I did last year. So, at least for the first month or two, you know?
0: Right. Well, Bush is... An upside play that we don't know how he's going to perform as a major league hitter.
5: but it's, like He's not a known commodity. I know, but it's going to be hard to imagine him being worse than what Eric Hosmer gave you. Yes. And, that, and what Matt Mervis ended up giving
0: you. Right. That, that, I guess that's the question, right? Are, you, are, you, are we defining it as they're better simply because it can't be worse? Or is he actually like an impact bad? Yeah, we'll see. You know, like that, 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 that to me is very to be determined. Say it to me is the obvious one. If what he was the last, I don't even know, was it 60 games? But mm-hmm. If he's that for the majority of the season, that that guy can be a not an MVP candidate, but he can be an all-star. He can be a guy who hits for average and power and gives you above-average defense and right for field. Sure. You know what I mean? Close to a five-tool player. Yeah, he's very talented.
5: I, I mean, and he's, he's like one where they talk about, you know, some guys are going to improve, and, yeah, you dream of he, that. He's an improved candidate. But he wasn't even there. He wasn't even there for, what, it was the, the first – five weeks of last year when they were yeah. trotting out that crap so even just his his floor will be better than 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 what they did last year they should have had morell up or talkman up or both and yep. they didn't full season morell
0: better Saya, better first base mm-hmm. and what was the fourth one that you gave amaya uh, amaya amaya
5: yeah. subbing for gomes uh yeah. and or getting a run at dh when morell starts at third
0: yeah interesting they're not the favorites i mean it's it's all bunched together and they're still a mid 80s win projection team in vegas over under they're they're not the clear cut favorites and they're not supposed to be a 90 win team they 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 are flawed
5: i did some digging around and um and then Sahad of sharma wrote about it uh after our show yesterday in regards to this the competitive balance tax yeah it's, it's, it's st- closer than we thought it was it's closer than yeah. we thought And they do want to leave room for possible mid-season additions. So I don't think Bruce's... Immediate instinct was off necessarily about them being done in terms of the big, but they're not names. already a tax team. They're not already a right. tax that, team. Right. That was where that was we got, that was it, factually incorrect.
0: Right. They're not already a tax team, but they are closer to the tax, which rules them out of a Snell or a Chapman or I, something like yes, that.
5: Yes, I think so.
0: And, and I mean, obviously, unless they decide unless they that decide. they want to be a tax team to set themselves up right. to be a repeater team next, but year. but
5: there's so much depth in the rotation. I don't think they'll do that, and they uh, that I don't think they'll do that with Montgomery and Snell, and then at third base. Morrell is going to get tons of chances, and man, he's not going to start with the team. But he's not far away. This kid, Matt Shaw, woo, raking again today. Good. So you don't want to lock up Matt Chapman for three, four years. If Matt Shaw's ready in a year and a half, you know your table is is waiting.
0: We have uh, Mark Rody with the Bears report in twenty minutes, and. Is tables? What is that? Steve Rosenblum? hundred percent. Tip of the
5: cap. I I was just here with him on love Saturday. That. He's sounding great these days, Rosie. Yeah, absolutely doing great shows. And I was sitting in here with Saturday, him on Saturday. Suckage,
0: the Wake and Bake Club, man. Uh, amazing. Rosie's the goods. It's the deal. It's excellent. Uh,
3: this slipped by. I love this from Cal. Those glorious moments. Oh boy. Edited together by Robbie Triano, who had once had a career, perhaps as a <laughs> afternoon. Producer now has derailed that.
5: That job is taken. <laughs> Robbie, you what? back off. Boy. But I made the Waldron cut sheet. Come on. <laughs> he did make the Shane Waldron cut sheet. But we have Shane Reardon and damn happy about it.
0: Oh, my God. It was more of a fact sheet than a cut sheet. Guy <laughs> doesn't even know what he produced.
5: I love that he knows the bit, though. Yeah, oh, he listens. Robbie gets the bit. Robbie's doing good work. He's got a long way to go to be Shane. Uh-huh. I told him to back off, though. You think he's. Don't. Don't tell him to. (laughs) Encourage the kid.
6: (laughs) Encourage the kid. He's
5: doing great work. He is doing great
0: work. I've already
6: told him to back off multiple
5: times.
0: (laughs) Costas a couple of weeks ago, Jeremy Roenick this Saturday. Oh, yeah, yeah.
5: He he got me in the studio. This Saturday? Come on, man! How do you do that? Costas two weeks ago. Couldn't even get Roenick me in st- on Saturday. Couldn't even get me in the studio this past Friday. But Saturday—that's oh, a good point. That's a good. <laughs> that's
0: a good point. Uh, counsel with a lesson for all people who ask questions before Mark Grody. Next on the score:
1: The Parkinson Spiegel Show. I know it's official that I'm a cub now, and I'm talking to Danny Parkinson. You know?
5: <laughs> Afternoons on the score. Mark Grody at 5
0: o'clock from the Combine. He'll join us every day this week at 5 o'clock from the Scouting Combine in Indianapolis. If you missed our conversation with Bears head coach Matt Eberflus from earlier in the show, you can use the Rewind feature to go back and listen, download the Odyssey app, search 670 The score, and tap earlier today to get started. Council's smart guy. He's a no-nonsense guy. In the Ken Rosenthal piece that came out the other day on The Athletic, Uh, He had the anecdote that Jed Hoyer told uh, counsel in their first meeting before he hired him that I hear you can be kind of difficult to work with sometimes (laughs) like he's just he's very smart. He's very direct. He's very inquisitive. All he keeps you on your toes. That sort of thing. He does
5: not suffer fools. Not
0: at all. And uh, this happened during a press gathering in Arizona.
1: Just your thoughts on Bellinger and Portland um, nah. be in here? Yeah, no, I can't. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah. You need to be more skilled in
0: how
4: you would ask that, and I could answer that. Just a little, just a little tip. Uh, think about that. I'm not trying to tell you how to do your
6: job. Just think about it.
5: Just your thoughts on Bellinger and. Uh,
0: I have no idea who that person is. <laughs> For all I know, it is a college kid stringer intern. I have no idea who it is, but what counsel is saying there is objectively correct. That's not a question.
5: Just your thoughts <laughs> on Belgium. I believe that was at the beginning of the presser, right? Was that the first thing
0: that's that it's like it's like the press okay. conference question like talk about. Uh, the what? turnover in the fourth quarter. No, ask me a question about the turnover. Just
1: your thoughts on Bellinger and uh, nah. that might be in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> can't,
0: sorry. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you need to be more skilled in how you
6: would
4: ask that, and I could answer that. Just a little, just a little tip. Uh, think about that. I'm not trying to tell you how to do your job. Just think about it.
5: Did a little uh, digging, Danny, and uh, was told that the person uh, was a young person, like you surmised. Okay. And uh, was pulled aside by some elder statesmen or stateswomen on the beat and told, this is why you have to be specific. So just, you know, it's a learning ground for young reporters. Sure.
0: I, as, as it should That's be. a learning lesson.
5: It is. That's, a, that's and, and, a
0: learning lesson.
5: and Just a little tip. <laughs> <laughs> something to consider i don't recommend playing that game by the
0: way don't play the game just nah, a little tip dangerous well no? <laughs> just a little tip yes. <laughs> gotta work with what you got but that is that's good journalism uh, like if we get the opportunity to interview counsel with any degree of regularity oh my God. this year which we are hoping for <laughs> We got people that, you know, like, like Nico doesn't really call us on stuff, but he does get the show. There's a guy who does call us Jaylen on stuff. calls us on stuff.
5: All the time. It's great. Especially you. Really M- likes M- calling yeah. you.
0: Yeah, he does seem to really take an extra yeah. bit of joy in calling me out. But yeah, I think it's your tone. That's It, it
5: could be. Yeah. Uh, you got a
0: tone problem. But there's, imagine what it would be like with counsel. <laughs> We're talking to Jalen Johnson here. Uh, there was a report before the game on NFL Network that said it's looking like fluce is going to be back next year. Would you want yeah. that? Would you
1: want that? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man, I would want that. I mean, I, I don't know. I thought that's I mean, I don't know. I'm I don't, I don't I expect
0: that. you to say no. I guess what I'm asking... Yeah, though, no, I'm, I mean, no, no. Kind of, of, I, so, I'm just
1: not fair.
2: what kind of question that is. No, no, no. <laughs> no. no we, f- f- word it differently?
0: Yeah, f- fair, fair enough.
4: <laughs>
5: just a little tip. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe word it differently.
0: Yeah. great.
2: Yeah,
5: your is good. I love good. it. Just say it differently. <laughs> just use different words when you say it. I love it. I'm fine with it. Yeah, you tried to trap him. Yeah. it was not a trap. It was question. good. It was very good. It, it, it was, yeah, by the way, that was a good question. Well, that's because yeah. So it's a good trap. You're it's trying to
0: lay the trap. trap. It, it, it's a mm. it's direct. It's a direct question to see how someone would handle it. <laughs> it's a it's a technique that he dismissed thoroughly yeah. because Jalen, which I should know after interviewing him for a couple sure. of years, he takes a lot of time even with the most open ended. Listen, how do you like your steak cooked? He'll go, How do I like my steak? cook? Yeah. <laughs> it's a trap. It's not a trap. It was, like, it was
5: a trap. Okay. Listen, I recommend you do it like I do it. Just ramble for a while and then hope you can wrap it up with a good question at the end, like asking somebody if they work out. You know what I mean? Sure. That's, I'll, cons- I'll, I'll consider it. Yeah, I'm, I know you do.
0: <laughs> yeah, I consider it <laughs> and then I don't do it.
5: Uh, but I, th- I thought that was... Uh, good. You work
0: out a lot, Marion. Yeah. Just a little tip. <laughs> yeah. It's a little tip. It's a tip to consider. Oh, uh,
5: Craig Council's media school we'll all be attending at some point this year
0: yeah he exactly he's gonna he he not cha- uh, he he challenges jed he's you know he said that makes him better mm-hmm. he does it to all the coaching the, the coaches presumably he does it to the players but with the players he's got to defend them and empathize with them and all that but everyone in his orbit he just holds you to a very high standard. It's, it's a, it's an inter, it'll, it'll be an interesting adjustment for a lot of people around there. Not that they had low standards, but it's, it's going to be different.
5: Yeah, you know, I, I'm, I'm always going to think about the way that Jed thinks about counsel based on how he answered that question off to the side on the day of the presser, that Craig is one of those guys like Craig Breslow or A.J. Hinch who could do anything they wanted to do in the sport. And those are two people who could be managers, could be coaches. Right now, Hinch is being a manager. Breslow has been hired to revamp and run the Red Sox. And that's the way Jed Hoyer thinks about Craig Council. He could be a GM or a president of baseball operations, which would be you know, uh, on par or higher than Jed. He's choosing to be a manager. So that's what they got. And that's why Jed is going to take it anytime that Craig talks to him in that way like he had the the three win versus three hitter thing that was in Rosenthal's column which was yeah. a great great thing great anecdote and it's why reporters uh, are probably going to take it in that same same vein and should I mean, you get challenged by that guy. It's, uh, you know, think about what he's saying.
0: Right. Exactly. Exactly. It's coming from a place of intelligence, so you should listen to it. I thought that was a, it was a little bit of insight into what it's going to be like as we we consume the manager of the Chicago Cubs because we consume, baseball managers talk more than anybody in sports. So and that was a good little piece of insight into how he interacts with people. It's
5: a good lesson. Just, uh, just it, a yeah. little tip.
0: And just a little tip. Good question and answer session there. Just a little tip. <laughs> we will do a Bears report for the first first of four combine reports with Mark Grody next on the score.
3: We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us,
4: and four lines for twenty five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch.